0: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at Chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
2: VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: I said what you know about it. It's the stool, baby.
3: Got that mise place.
1: Young stool, baby. And the room a lot...
0: Hello, hello. You're listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. Say hello, Andre Conaparo. Hello. We have one guest today, Javier Cabral. Cabral?
3: That was good. Is that yeah, correct? That's good. It's correct.
0: Do you roll the R when you say it?
3: I don't know. Uh, it's it's <laughs> just like on TV or something, but yeah,
1: yeah, you're okay. good. Um,
0: Javier, um, you have been a food writer blogger for a long time, and now you are the West Coast editor of Vice Munchies. Boom. Is that correct? Somehow, someway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still here. Many bullets. S- somehow, way, We'll get into that journey. Don't worry. Um, so yeah, basically, you started writing a food blog a long time ago. Is that kind of what happened?
3: Yeah, man. <laughs> um, that's exactly how it happened. You know, This is in, back in, t- in 2006. Um, when like you know you had to resort to like Chowhound and probably get ridiculed by someone <laughs> for like po- for asking that like, the, asking like a simple like where should I celebrate my birthday and, yeah. you know like oh your thread has already been covered like five years ago I mean like five months <laughs> ago please go check this out
1: yeah people so love doing was, that
3: on Chowhound it Hound. was It and Chowhound and you know food blogs weren't that were there weren't that many of them to begin with and it was through Blockspot.
0: Yeah, um, that was kind of the very early days, the wild, wild west of food blogging. There wasn't, yeah. there wasn't a ton going on compared to now. Yeah, so
3: that was like like 11 years ago, I think. Right now, to...
1: Yeah. yeah. 10. ten
0: yeah, 9, 10, 11. I felt algebra, and I dropped out of college. <laughs> so, yeah. That's okay. You're, uh, you're a literary man. <laughs> um, so, why did you get into food blogging in the beginning? I mean, cause you're you're not the stereotypical food blogger-looking kind of guy. You're like a punk rock bro. Yeah, can I you guess. T- yeah, I mean, I, I, I you know the bro
3: thing is kind of funny because I just kind of accepted that I was a bro like recently.
0: Um, well, I didn't mean that in a negative way. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I mean, okay. just like a dude. Yeah. Punk rock familia. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm from Orange County, so I use the word bro yeah, yeah, very yeah. loose. No, no. But um, you just came to grips that you're a bro recently. Yeah, I did. Like uh, how
3: so? I just, I just caught myself. I don't know. I just, I mean, I I always go to shows in Orange County too, and I just like I use the word bro a lot, and I drink a lot, and I like I don't have a famous stars and straps or a truck, but. Um, but maybe but maybe but you're
0: you're closer to famous stars and straps than most people in the food community
3: (laughs) (laughs) okay so it gives you an angle so so the way i started food blogging um weirdly enough is that i used to live in east l.a um and then i went to garfield high school which is you know um like super east l.a high school okay uh, where they shot like Stand and Deliver and like it's a, you know it's kind of a, I don't know if it's historic or not but it's, it's an interesting high school and mm-hmm. I transferred out of high, out of that high school because um, like shit hit the fan with like like I was just like fucking tired of uh, getting people like I'm seeing people get stabbed and like just it was just like a hardcore setting and like I was I was drinking in class like, on, like during, <laughs> I was like hot boxing the restrooms I was you know I was not really? in a good place. My older brother kind of realized that, and he kind of like, all right, well, let's go, let's take you to, let's take you to, to like a more cleaner neighborhood, and go to, 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 to um, sorry, I get nervous sometimes. It's okay. <laughs> uh, and and he said, okay, well, how about you go to, to Alhambra High School, so. Al Alhambra, Alhambra High School. Nice. Okay. And I was like, you know. I was there, but I still live in East LA, so I I would read LA Weekly because I I would take the bus from East LA to to Alhambra, and I would read uh, the paper, I mean, to find out what shows were, Mm -hmm. like what punk shows were happening, you know, Mm -hmm. because this was before it was all ads. (laughs) and uh and uh and then you know i just like one day was bored and i started reading jonathan gold and i read jonathan gold that he would drop references to like the ramones or like you know some kind of punk references and i was like oh that's pretty Mm -hmm. cool i can and like you know because it was jonathan gold he would write about places that were like literally walking to my high school in alhambra yeah so places I,
0: that you may have already known about places that you've never heard of yeah i mean uh hidden I wasn't, gems
3: yeah so that kind of that, that kind of like piqued my interest in the first uh, and it opened my eyes and um but you know at that time i was flat broke so i wouldn't eat food i would just go and like to the restaurants and like read the takeout menu and like study it <laughs> i don't know why I was, I was like super geeky and i would just i I would collect takeout menus from all like the restaurants in alhambra and i i, I like in like a couple of months awesome. i had like a, a a junk drawer full of like well, like, of like takeout menus that, that I would know like by heart It's like super fucking weird really yeah that's so, so cool so you were
0: born for this shit yeah I don't know it's weird man but so would you like f- like collect these menus and then like save up money and then one day go to one and you would have like a list of like alright when I, I'm i gonna save up and go to this spot yeah this one's y- at the top of my queue you know what like it, it didn't, when I uh, when I
3: transferred I didn't really make friends <laughs> at all so, like I would, you know, I would, I want everyone else would go eat like an In and Out or like, at, like I don't know, Rick's Burger or something, and I would like, mm-hmm. I would go to like go have some falafel down the street at Wahib's Middle Eastern, or I would go have like a banh mi that mm-hmm. I still eat to this day. It's the best banh mi I've ever had. Oh, um, which wait, which banh mi is that? Oh man, n- now like I'm gonna have to tell you guys, <laughs> it's um, it's called ballet B A space L E. It's on Atlantic and Valley. Um, okay, they bake their own baguette. Every morning they have the same oven that like um Tartine does in San Francisco. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, yeah, it's super serious. Um and they like make their own mayonnaise from scratch. Bale. balé, yeah. Ba-le. Yeah. Is it still very still cheap? Yes, yeah, it's, it's super cheap, yeah. It's like 2 bucks for like uh well, like barbecue yeah. pork or something so beautiful yeah. and i probably burnt it out right now but i, I love this place and, <laughs> and i haven't written about it because the spot is blaze yeah but you guys are cool you guys are cool so
0: <laughs> don't worry we're not recording <laughs> yeah there's no power <laughs> i mean you have i mean you know a lot of people listen to this but it's not jonathan gold or something no. so there's not going to be a line but i we've already learned something great because i love about me um, Love a bun. this
3: bun me is so great. I I hate it when like
0: somewhere like you know like in the
3: west side or downtown they they have a bun me, but it's like not really a bun me. No. Like Vietnamese French bread, it's like not as thick and dense as like French bread, like as a French baguette. It's, no, like,
0: not even close. Chewier, airier. Like it, it's, it's almost met, artificial.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's probably some like some stabilizers or some uh, some uh, some dough conditioners in, yeah, in the yeah, not
0: unlike like a Mexican baguette, the products. bolillos, the exactly. bolillos are, like, exactly, way closer to it than very, an actual French bread. Exactly.
3: And like, I hate it when it's just like a dry, dense, like real baguette. It's like you just feel too, terrible. You, you eat too much bread, and it's like I don't
0: know. And like, it'll cost nine dollars instead dressing. of two bucks.
2: No, this is what that you're not digressing. That's exactly what we like to talk about on. This yeah, podcast. we have an hour
0: long, long format conversation podcast. It's nothing but digressing, yeah, seriously, and tangents and all that shit. Um, so you would save up these menus, and then it would be like a cool thing for you to go out and, and try. The, would you like take a family member? Or would no, you I did go by, by myself.
3: I remember I, I I didn't know what the hell was wrong with me because I was just like. I would like, I would, I, I, really wanted to eat these foods, but I was like, why? Like, why can't I just settle for like a burger? Why can't I just settle for a size of pizza? Like my, like my peers, like my friends. No, oh, strive for excellence. Yeah, man. and then well, like, you
0: don't know that at that
3: age. And then like, you know, and like, I wouldn't want to like, you know, eat in the restaurant by myself, like sitting, t- you know, like next to the table and like get like waited and you know like eat your food. For me, that right. was so weird. So I would literally get takeout and just like eat it like in the alley, like fucking, like like <laughs> if no one's like, looking at me. because <laughs> I was so ashamed. I was like.
1: Um, don't look
3: at me and i mean and then i just
0: did that for like do you remember your first meal from a restaurant that you read about in jonathan gold's column that was like uh, the moment for you that changed where you
3: golden deli golden Mm -hmm. deli and pho um you know that was uh, that was also pretty close to my high school yeah so and also um just, it's a little known fact that Mexicans love pho. I don't, I don't know if, if you guys have ever I know know this. I knew
0: that Mexicans love Korean barbecue. Yeah.
3: yeah. We love like meaty, like savory, like just...
1: Also soups.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so my, I, yeah, I, I would, and, and yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: like a, like a yeah. fishy,
3: fishy broth, yeah, you know, so, so, chickeny so, broth. So I would take my dad to go to Golden Deli and he like loved it. Like he like, he would request to go, like, let's go have a, uh, he would call it sopachina, which is kind of messed <sighs> up, but like, cause it's not china, you know, but it's like, Chinese, too. yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, no, Dad, it's it's, sopa, it's sopa vietnamita. I'm Like, no, it's uh, and uh, <laughs> But he, but he would request it, so we would just go close then, enough for a Dad, exactly. For a Mexican Dad, we'll take that for a Dad. Like dropped out of like elementary school, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so do great. you
2: okay? So uh, and this is such a cool journey because it's so personal and it's so done on your own with a little bit of help from Jay Gold. But it's like, do you remember when you started? dragging your friends or could you or like at a certain point yeah. where like, they ate some of your takeout and they're like what the fuck is this wizard magic in this <laughs> box right here No, it
3: wasn't it wasn't wizard magic it was like what is this like like overpriced like weird shit it was more like right. that, man because you know like you know friends this is like well i was like 17 18 yeah. so like you know you, your friends don't have that kind of palette that like this is not a hot need. pocket yeah exactly and like some of them would occasionally yeah. go with me but most of them were just like i i developed like a a reputation like similar to like Andrew Zimmern at that age like
0: oh you're you you love eating weird shit like go chill. Oh, yeah, okay. like, so. like you're like i could be spending this money on beer and cigarettes exactly what and the I, and fuck yeah, are you exa- doing it's exa- exactly exa- like I'm 30 like, bucks on lunch I'm, not
3: even beer but malt liquor malt liquor <laughs> <laughs> malt liquor and singles from the liquor store so and single cigarettes is <laughs> so so lucy's well. talking about the lucy's
0: yeah i mean i feel like i had that same transition yeah. when i was younger like i wanted to eat all this nice food but when you see how much money you have in your pocket, yeah. and Friday night's coming up, and you could buy a six-pack and a pack of cigarettes, or you could buy some weed or whatever it is, yeah. and you can have you know go out and party that night, and eat you know del taco, or you could you know yeah. it, it took a while to get to the point where you're spending well, money on some really. Luckily good for food. me, at
3: that point, you know because that that kind of uh, I did have to make up my mind whether I wanted like you know spend money on food or spend money on beer. <laughs> um, or I'm sorry. Spend money on a bum to buy me beer, um, and have to buy him beer.
1: Um,
3: I, I I was lucky enough that you know in East LA there's all these little, there's all these like street taqueros like that make tacos for like a yeah. dollar or less. Uh, back back then it was less. Um, so, you know, I could have my, my my good food
0: and have my beer, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you really grew up in a great place to get, yeah. you know. Now we know that it's world-class food because it's been covered by, you know, all TV shows and writers and everything like that. Everyone says all the best Mexican food is in your neighborhood where you grew up, and it's very cheap. But, you know, growing up, you you guys knew that the whole time, but everyone else was kind of afraid to go there.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, to, I mean, in their defense, like it was fucking crazy, like for sure. I mean, I've yeah. had like I've had like a gun put on my stomach. I've like um, seen some pretty like you know fucking gruesome fights, like blood. You know, I just yeah. it, I mean, East LA at that point, like not Boyle Heights. I'm talking about like more east than Boyle Heights, right, you know, right, before right. Commerce, like south of Monterey Park and north of like Linwood. That's like East LA proper. Yeah and yeah i mean definitely was like crazy back then you know but this is before like uh before the concept of gang injunctions
0: before mm-hmm. you know when when it was just like unregulated as fuck out there so yeah. yeah and now you know whenever i go there it seems very yeah now they like you pretty chill on the way here i was on my scooter and
3: like, you know, I can't like fucking bust out my phone and like see where I need to make a ride on. So like I, I, I was by, by Super King on mm-hmm. San Fernando. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I, 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 and I had pulled over and like there was like this cholo guy, uh like young, I don't know, probably like 20 something. And you, I can tell you was cholo because he had like tattoos all over his eyes. Mm-hmm. And he was just walking and he was walking and then he told me something and I was like, fuck. And then and then he's like, and then he smiled, and then he, and then he's like, "Oh like, oh, because he and like he kind of like he thought out he was thinking out loud, he's like, oh, he stopped because he can't look at his phone while he's driving, while he's writing, mm. oh and I'm like, yeah, yeah, what's up like, so you know <laughs> <laughs> don't shoot, don't shoot yeah. <laughs> no, 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 don't don't like steal my sweater please and if the,
0: if that happened to you at seventeen in east l a it might be a different story, no, I mean,
3: you know you you just grow you you learn to cope with that kind of stuff, I mean you learn to deal with that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know you really learn to like i remember. I mean we can we can have a whole podcast just on like talking, like all like the shit I've had to deal with like with cholos in my life, but you know, I, I really do feel like you kinda of grow not immune to it, but you just kinda of grow like uh, you get it's just it becomes you're just used life. To it. Yeah, it becomes life. That's a part so, of it.
0: Yeah. Well, you mentioned a, a few minutes ago them thinking you're the Andrew Zimmerman kind of guy and I and um they told me to ask you about when Andrew Zimmern came to your house. Who told you? Um, the streets I think it may have <laughs> been Fernando oh man it was, it was either Fernando. him or Shona Fernando and I like we, we, we <laughs> Fernando we, we. Lopez from from Wenauezza who, yep. who was on here a hold few on it's, Fran- it's
3: Fernando Lopez from the James Beard award winning yeah. 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 yeah seriously
0: you gotta like put that in there I got, I got he to was touch, on great he I got up. to touch that medal it felt good in my hands I <laughs> really he did he bought it, it. No, I went, I went to the restaurant, and his sister had it out. Uh-huh. And I was like, let me touch that, please. <laughs> and I just hold it for a minute? And she's like, mm, yeah, whatever. And then it felt nice to wear it. Didn't yeah, ruin it, though. He was great. His, yeah, here's, here's his podcast dope. was
2: amazing. And some of the stories, too, about his dad and bringing that food over, that Oaxacan food over, was really one of my favorite parts of one of the things we've done. Yeah,
0: But, but uh, in a early episode of Andrew Zimmern's Bizarre Foods, he went to your house. Yeah, that was crazy, man. That was like I think it was season 2 or in, I think even the first season,
3: one of the last episodes of the first season. But it was, you know, they came to LA and I they had sent out like an email to like, you know, like to the food, the the few food bloggers that were around and like I just like emailed back really enthusiastically. But you know, I'm just like a good person. I I like I like, you know, I this is before I you know, I knew that like that was information that I probably that I probably I could have been paid for. <laughs> <laughs> so i just like i just like you know email like i can remember like like 500 words and just like oh you can go here you can go that you can try this you can do that and then like i didn't really i've never heard of andrew zimmer at the time because this was before he got big for sure mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and I, I never had cable or satellite or at least i, I didn't have it when i was yeah there. i mean when how that. long ago is that that was in 07 yeah so this was a long time ago. yeah it was like it was when it was first starting out and, like, yeah. they, they asked me if I, if, I, if I would, like, if I would show him around and if I wanted to come out, and I'm all like, sure, that's it, sure. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I didn't, I, you know, i never seen an episode until the day that he came, like, knocking on the door. Like, hey, it's time. And it was, like, early, I think it was, like, a weekend. Was
2: it, like, Ed McMahon, like, sweepstakes? Like, <laughs> there were other balloons in the door? He's <laughs> open the door, you're like, what, what who yeah, is everybody uh, doing? What are you guys doing <laughs> here? But, yeah, that was
1: cool. I didn't realize, like,
3: how much that would, like, kind of catapult my... my career man that really helped a lot just like with my following on twitter and just like you know people just i still get to i I still get some emails like uh, like this like i got i got an email like a month ago from like someone that saw like a rerun It's like oh where can i I find some menudo like your mom's because for the episode my mom made um you know like a menudo uh nopales with cactus uh with la coche and like cactus fruit um but you know it wasn't that like you know like when you can, when you compare it to everything else, he's fucking eating in the world, right? Right. It's, it's not that him. weird. But like, the if you know, it's like, it giraffe spleen. I know, yeah. but like, if someone in Europe, like, oh, there's people out there that eat cactus. That's so, that's so yeah, yeah, yeah. To you know, a lot like, of, but like, so that, that it was, it was, it was, but it was a really good experience, and you know, I met him early on, and I, and he let me like tag along. To like uh, shoot like
0: the rest of his like LA episode and
3: yeah you know, like I said man still to this day yeah, I still get emails from from it and like friend requests on Facebook or something it's
0: <laughs> That's great so. uh, yeah that happens all like whenever friends of ours who have restaurants where like Guy Fieri went yeah. there on on his show mm-hmm. even like five six seven years ago episodes whenever they rerun there'll be a line line out the door still. Yeah. Just because, like, hey, we just heard about this place on a rerun, you, you kind of forget how big the TV audience really is. It's just yeah. so It's like, oh, just a random rerun of this yeah. show on the Food Network, and, like, 500,000 people are watching it right now.
3: Yeah, I, I actually just came back. I was out in the field today because I'm doing a story on, um, on Chichen Itza, which is a Yucatan restaurant in downtown, which is mm-hmm. also really good. Yep. Um, and uh, uh, I was talking to the chef. His name's uh, uh, Gilberto, and Gilberto, uh, and he was telling me how... Uh, he came on uh, or that restaurant came on on diners on diners uh, that fucking show drive-ins and mm-hmm. dives yeah thank you so much <laughs> and, uh, and so they gave him a, they gave him like they gave him like a heads up that they're coming <coughs> that, I mean um, they gave him like a heads up that they're gonna air the episode and you know because that way you can make more food and just be prepared for yeah bulk lunch. up your staff which is kind of like you know if you, you know, you hear that that TV's dying and you hear like mm-hmm. you know that not, not, not many people are watching TV but then like guess, Netflix is
0: killing it and everything yeah. and but yeah. still, yeah, I mean, especially with him and his show. Again, we're digressing.
2: And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's also how people consume it, too. It's like, you know, they're watching it on their iPhone off YouTube from somebody that posted a link. You know, they may not be sitting down in their living room and, like, you know, mm-hmm. gathering the wagons to watch the episode. But it's crazy just even a little bit of content that can get out there on something like that show. will yeah. It'll- so is that, time.
0: is that restaurant very busy now?
3: Uh, it's always been busy. It's a, it's a, I would call it a landmark for sure. Cause I mean, have you been to that, the plot, like the little, uh, the, the Mercado that it's in? No, it's not a Mercado. It's a, they call it, uh, La Paloma Complex. It's just, it's like an indoor food court thing. I don't think I've been there, no. It's really, it's really good. If you ever have to like go to the DMV. Mm -hmm. and don't want to go to the one here by your house. You can go to the one in downtown and justify a trip there. If you ever want to go to the
0: DMV downtown, which is probably the worst one. (laughs) Actually, Hollywood might be the worst one. I feel like Hollywood would be. Yeah.
2: I feel like downtown could be a sleeper, but you're yeah, saying no, absolutely not. No way. Well, I mean, I. I, I, I mean, filled, there's no I, good DMV. I filled
3: my behind the wheel like there, like three times, so. <laughs> and I passed it in Pasadena, so. Oh.
2: Mm. But you're also driving around downtown for the test, right? Yeah. I'm so beast. Oh, jeez.
0: Yeah. Don't want yeah. that. Yeah. Right, so, again, So now that you're working for Vice, and how how has that changed the way you're writing about food other than having maybe a budget to do this stuff
3: yeah well um there's definitely you know munchies we're more about storytelling we're more about narrative we're just like you know it's a good piece of writing it's a good piece of, it's a good story regardless mm-hmm. whether the, whether there's food involved or not yeah so you know like, i feel when i when, when i found this job well, actually when this job found me because the way i found out about it was like people on twitter were like Tweeting at me and tweeting at them, telling them, "Hey, this is your guy." So I didn't even find, I didn't even know about it. I'm so, like, and then, like everything else in my life, I, like I fell like ass backwards into it. <laughs> I just, Thanks uh, to Twitter, was in the right time. Yeah, exactly, right, right place in the right time. And, um, so
0: they were looking for the West Coast editor of Munchies. Yeah, the first you were ever doing, doing a bunch of yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. and you were doing a bunch of food writing with your site.
3: No, with my, with them, and with everywhere, I was by that point. You did,
0: you, so you're doing freelance for other places. Yeah, I mean,
3: I was already, I was a, uh, a restaurant scout for Jonathan Gold. Oh. I was do that. I was that for like. Uh, I mean, I'm still kind of am, but uh, but I, I, I did that for, for like officially for L.A. Times for like three years.
0: So yeah, he has like a, a group of people who will go out and yeah. find places yeah, for him. Yeah, because he's only one one belly. So <laughs> <laughs> one, one big belly. beautiful round big belly. belly. I know. So you're his L- East L.A. Uh, everything, Eyes on the street, my, everything, or
3: just everything, everything. Yeah, like, I did some stuff for the valley for him, and, and just East LA, just like you know, just any like anything that he can't that he can't do. Anymore,
2: That's amazing. So. He needs, I mean,
0: he needs boots on the ground. Boots yeah, on the. Yeah, I guess so. you growing up learning about food from reading his articles on the bus in LA Weekly. I mean, sure, when you got that call from him to help yeah. out or well, that I, email.
3: I, well, I had emailed him like when I was uh, when I was a, a junior because you know, all my friends were like majoring in like political science and like. Mm-hmm. you know fucking business and i was like i don't, I don't want to do this <laughs> i don't know, i don't know why i just don't want to do that and and so i was like but i want to do what Jonathan gold does and then i re- I literally emailed him and like hey i want to do what you do how can i get there and then he was like well there's no like clean cut way to get there but you can do that you can do this you can do this and then because of that he's just kind of helped me out that's you know, great this time, so. That's it's
0: amazing. Amazing. yeah so never uh never hesitate to to reach out to yeah. Your idols, yeah. Someone's yeah. going to be nice and, and show you the way.
3: And yeah, I feel like you know because of that, you know, I, I kind of did. I learned. I learned my my craft like the old-fashioned way without having to go to college. Because mm-hmm. I remember I, I would go to school, like I went to Pasadena City College, and uh and like I would like say no to assignments, or I wouldn't like I wouldn't because I was already getting published by that time, like by LA Weekly. Okay. Like I had published my first cover story for Sever in New York. In 2011, wow! That was like 1600 words, like 14 recipes that I developed, and I was already doing that, but yet I was still going to school. And I remember, I remember the exact moment when, like, my my professor, my English professor, pulled me out because I showed her like my the cover story that I, that I did, and she's like, why are you why are you still coming to school for this? Is like this is like this is <laughs> you, a- already yeah, it, you already made it, bro. Yeah, yeah. I can't even do, do this shit. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she pulled you sounds I was like, can I borrow like 100 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit, it's just rough out here in the Dina.
0: <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, so did that. When you were a published person in these writing classes in college, did that make you kind of like a cocky person no, at a young I age, never. or were you were you well, cool about it? Because you know I feel like, like I, would, I, I would be like a little bit of a hot shot, like I don't need this uh, action here, guys. Yeah, like, uh, hey, Maverick, why don't you send your data uh, back? Yeah. I will once you publish something on the front <laughs> cover yeah. of Saber yeah. Max.
2: Sure.
3: Right,
0: no. <laughs> Well, that's good. Good for good for you yeah. to not no, do that. No, I mean, as you can, but as you still you, didn't finish.
3: As, yeah, I still didn't. Fi- as you can tell, like you know, like by the shirt that I'm wearing today right now is like a punk was my first love, and then like food came after. For listeners so,
0: at home, he's wearing a Descendants shirt. But with a stomach,
3: with the I like, with the food
0: is, theme, Milo stomach.
3: Yeah, which is the T-shirt version of their song "I Like Food." Yeah. You know, Food is like good. Teenage girls will catch up too. It's like little.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this shirt is really the epitome of you. It is. That's why. That's why I wore it today. I need, it's a food-related and, descendants T-shirt. I needed a confidence boost. It today, couldn't so. get any more on the nose for you. Yeah, exactly. So just suit armor on top. Yeah, I like it. And
3: um, and um, but the way, but the way I, I dropped out of college was actually like the most, like, again, I just, I'm just one lucky motherfucker, dude, honestly. Because what happened was that I, I actually had an accident on my scooter on my first day of school on my way there. <laughs> so i fell i broke my i broke my leg broke my foot lucky and then like i know and then because of that, jealous then they kicked me they kicked me out like you know i didn't i didn't and i didn't call and i didn't let them know because i was just like fucking in shock so sure and like so I, I just And i never i never went back since that day so and that
0: was it that was god god struck you down and so yeah. you didn't need, you don't need this life yeah so you're already the, in severe
3: and uh, yeah ever since then man it's never been happier <laughs> I just hate
0: say that. <laughs> <laughs> well that's great. That's much I mean, much like the the chef world where it's turning into the situation where people are saying, Don't bother going to culinary school when you can just go knock on every door of every restaurant and say, I'll start cutting onions and peeling Peeling potatoes and work your way up, and you'll yeah. you'll start in the same place as if you went to CIA and spent yeah. a quarter of a million dollars. on I I,
3: I got, again I got really lucky because I, I started keeping a daily journal when I was in third grade, and I just kept what? it going. Oh wow! Yeah, because of of a of the stupid cartoon Doug. Did you guys ever oh, read yeah, that? Doug. Doug is
0: not stupid. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. All right. I'm,
3: sorry. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Mr. 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 J- Jim Jenkins. Thank you for inspiring my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're listening to this, um, <coughs> but, yeah. Jim. Yeah,
0: Jim's a big fan. He's a listener.
3: So yeah, that 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 show that that really like oh I want I want to do that too. I can I want to write a my journal every day. talk about my like all my stuff. So,
0: Damn. So
3: it was. I'm telling. you, I'm just one lucky dude, man. That's, that's all I can say. I just I was at the right time and I just did the right things and.
0: Okay. Yeah, so fine. now that you're your advice, how's that changed your life?
3: Um. Well, when I got when I. I uh, Other God. than having oh, a
0: full time nine to five <laughs> job for a major well company,
3: you know, Vice is perfect for me because. You know, I feel like uh, when you write for a living, when you write about food for a living for, like, a decade, um, of course, I started part-time jobs and stuff, but, like, that was my main source of income. And, like, Mm -hmm. you just become really jaded, you know? Like, it's just, like, you just become, like, you start to, like, really question, like, I can be writing about much more, like, important stuff than, like, this soup being too fucking... And, like cold, you know. Like so. <laughs> okay, okay. So I just kind of I was at that point when I was really like I was like kind of like in a crossroads because I because I because I had started writing about music a lot too. So I would just kind of like I wanted to write about other stuff and not just like reviews. Mm-hmm. So then, this munchies is just they're we're exactly that. We're about like the stories behind the people mm-hmm. uh, that are that are involved in food, you know. And so, and that's why we we have a lot of like. You know, like sincere readership, because you know it's just people that love a good piece of content, and not just like a like a foodie or like a, a yeah, if the, yeah. Much
0: like a a documentary film, if the story is is good enough, it doesn't matter yeah, it doesn't what the matter. subject is about.
3: And that's and that's every story that I publish on Munchies has to have that. I always think about okay, if you take out the if you take out the food element, is it still a good story?
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. What what is one story that you did that? What like what's been your most successful or popular story?
3: You know when I first got this job, I knew that I was you know up against New Yorkers, so I really wanted to like go off with a bang. Like I really wanted to just like go big.
0: Yeah, because all the Vice people are in New York. Yeah, that's a that's the headquarters. And you're the one one, food guy in LA. I'm
3: the lone wolf renegade out here. Mm-hmm. Wild, wild, wild wild west best coast but still
0: <laughs> so you had to come out with with some strong stuff
3: yes yeah, so my first story that i that i published was one that i really I just kind of stumbled into it and it was it was this uh the street vendor who like uh is based in silmar in san fernando no in pacoima
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah pacoima and uh and uh she fled mexico because he was a good cop and he gave a ticket to a, a a person that he wasn't supposed to like a narc person.
0: Yeah. Okay.
3: And then he refused to like take it back and he was like he was probably like the only good cop in fucking Mexico. But he he refused to like, you know, like Cuz all the other ones are dead. Cuz all the ones are dead or like super, you know, like are getting paid by these mm-hmm. narcos. And so he he refused to and then he just, you know, the guy threatened him and so he just, you know, he fled cuz he, he he didn't want to die. So he came to 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 LA. Um, not having any family um, but he just came here, and then he couldn't make. A, he couldn't find a job because I think he came like 2008, seven. You know, when it was really bad. So he just started cooking. He started cooking food, and then he's he's always cooked food like his his whole life for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was about the story was about the street vendor who fled Mexico, became like an amazing street vendor, and also it had a political kind of uh, backbone because you know uh, it's illegal to. Vend any kind of uh, anything on on LA sidewalks right now. Mm-hmm. So you know it was it was it tackled all these elements, but at the end of the day, it was just like you know like a human interest about this person and how much he's like been dealt with, and then you know, he just makes amazing amazing food. So. What kind of
0: food does he
1: do?
3: It's Guadalajara style, so like Jalisco. So which I feel, my whole thing is like I, I you know like with the the when when people when most writers write, write about Mexican food. And chefs even, they kind of focus on like the, the, the media darling states of like Oaxaca, Puebla, Mexico City. That's mm-hmm. pretty much it mm-hmm. if you think about it. Um, maybe Chiapas. maybe like Guadalajara. So I, my whole thing is like try to find like other, you know, like the, the, the cuisine of the other states.
0: The, the roads less yeah, traveled. So
3: exactly. So this, so this guy makes like a, the food of, of Guadalajara, which uh, if you haven't been, it's uh, if, if I had to compare it to like a, a U.S. city, like uh, L.A. is like Guadalajara and Mexico City is like New York. Okay, so it's just more spread out. Um, you know, cleaner air. Um, and it's just more uh, the food is a lot more t- like dry chili focused. I'm okay. sorry. Uh, uh, dry chili focused. <laughs> no, it's, it's cuz if my girlfriend hears me she she's going you know, to like like kill me. There's if she hears me there's say certain chili, words that you have to say with yeah, the I with the full say, accent. Yeah. And actually like I actually like it's a big thing for me. Like chile like chile is one of them. tamal Tamal is, it's one with no E in the end for Mm -hmm. when you're saying it in a, in a, in a singular.
0: Ah, okay, yeah. so one tamale is tamal, yeah, and then tamale. multiple tamales yeah. And like, if you look up like any
3: kind of like uh, Facebook post of like I don't know, like BuzzFeed, if they do a like, mention of, of like tamales, like every other every other thread is every every other comment is gonna be like, oh, what's a, what's a tamale? What's a tamale? It's like because people, are, <coughs> mm. right? So yeah, FYI, if people, if, if 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 anyone out there is 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 listening to this, if there's one thing that you take away from this conversation is that it's tamal with no e. Yeah. <laughs> Solo tamal. Yeah. Okay. So Guadalajara is more dry chili based. Dry chili focused. And this guy makes um, birria. Okay. So, but it just it's just super uh, dry chili. Again, dry chili focused. And it's spicy and it's, it's soupy. Uh, it's braised uh, goat. Um, and then he also makes um, uh, tortas ahogadas, which I don't know if you guys have ever had. Have you guys heard of it? Yes. Yeah. I have heard of it. You're, you're lying to me.
0: No, no. I mean, I'm. I don't. I'm trying to remember what kind of torta that is, though. Well, if you guys want to go have a good torta
3: agada, uh, the only place to get it here, and I mean, not 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 the only place, but the most legit place is um, all the way in Downey. So you guys like, are gonna to have to bust a mission. Okay. Uh, it's called Tortas Bravas, like, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, brave tortas. hmm Um, and a torta agada is I describe it. I describe it as like a a torta that fell in like in a pool of like salsa. Mm. So it's kind of like the con- it's like the wet burrito concept here, I mean, which is the Americanized version. But it's like a wet torta. Mm-hmm. But like the salsa, it's like a tom- like a watery tomato one. And like a you- French dip. Yeah, perhaps. it looks like Mexican French dip exactly. Like okay. A, yeah, and then inside it has like a like super tender carnitas. Okay. And Like pickled onions. Hmm. Not 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 Yucatan style pickled. They're not red. They're just like white pickled onions. Okay. And uh and like and this and the salsa smells like oregano. And it's just like you eat it with a fork. Okay, but, but the whole the whole thing about about torta lagada is that it's uh it's made with the uhta salado, which is um like a Guadalajara baguette. It's kind of crazy. It's, it's a sourdough Guadalajara baguette. In Guadalajara, they have sourdough baguettes wow, that you can wow. only get there. People say it's like you know it's like the New York thing where it's like the water and the air. Yep. Okay. But, and I, it's true. Every time we go to Guadalajara, because my girlfriend is is from Puerto Vallarta, and we go there like once a year, and we always bring back like a, a like a bag of like a dozen like Guadalajara baguettes. I mean, uh, uh, a a salado. But mm-hmm. this place that I told you about uh, uh, in Downey is, is Tortas bravas, and they um, and they make a they do a pretty good job. They make it themselves. It doesn't taste the same, but it's it's pretty damn good.
0: Like for LA, for, for LA. Mm. When you eat it with a fork, so, so it's all soggy it's all and,
3: soupy and I, yeah. It also comes with beans, so it's like a thin layer of beans. It's a very minimalist torta. It's more about the sauce. You're just eating it like a, like you know, like a, mm-hmm. like a, I don't know, like a, I made fun of of a restaurant lemonade once because they they had like a, they call it a Southwest panzanella. And I was like, ah, that's so dumb, but this <laughs> is very much like a, like a panzanella because it just soaks up the, the, the sauce. You, right. you yeah. eat it and it's just like, it's good. So. Sounds amazing. I've never heard of that. Yeah. So, and, exa- and that's exactly what I'm trying to change. That's what I want to write more about, like. You know, like, we all know what a, a taco al pastor is. We all know that what a mole is. I mean, what mole mm. is. We all know, like, there's just so much more out there that hasn't made it to, to L.A. And it has, but not, it still hasn't, like, you know, hit it. With, not on a broad scope. <laughs> Although, Downey, got to figure out game plan. Got to bring
2: some, well, some bottled water, some dried preserves, <laughs> Casey breakdown on the way. No, I'm just kidding. I can figure it out for it you guys.
3: If you guys want a game plan, I'm all about, like, making, like little food like, little food trips. Like, I... Every time like I have to go somewhere for for work or we we have to go or my girlfriend and I have to go somewhere I always like look up what restaurants are around there and I always yeah. like look you know cuz you always have to justify it that way Absolutely So make a day of it If you go to if you go to if you go there um in that same plaza there is is a is a is a a, market, a Mexican supermarket called Amapola 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 and dude they have the best masa in LA period mm. hands down Really like, 100 and tortillas. They make their own tortillas, like, package. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm digressing, but, like, the state of, of LA tortillas is really bad. It's just... But, uh, if you think about it, what happened to tortillas is the same thing that happened to bread. Uh, they got loaded with, with preservatives. Mm-hmm. With, uh, you know, it became, like, maseca, which is GMO corn. Mm-hmm. Um, this place, it's all white corn, and it's just... It tastes like butter. It's I don't, I don't it's just amazing masa. And then there are tortillas, too. So you can go have a torta... Go have um. Go buy like a a shit little masa Mm -hmm. and tortillas. I buy like I buy them. I literally buy like like six packs at a time and I freeze them just because like I I can't eat any any of the tortillas anymore.
0: And um,
3: just because my girlfriend is from Mexico, so like when she when I came when she came and I was I was trying to impress her with all this, like oh look baby we have these tacos and she's like. She would eat the meat only because it's like the tortillas here really are that bad if you're from Mexico. Right, right, right. Because Mexico, you know, like they're anti-GMO. They're all about heirloom corn. Every tortilla has like their own distinct flavor. Yeah. But in LA, it's all about getting. Yeah. In Mexico, you're yeah. not
0: even allowed to have any GMO yeah, stuff, exactly. right? Yeah. And, like, and, and
3: that was just a big deal that recently you know, was got got written about. Yeah. So and then after that, there's a there's a, a a hole in the wall called Uncle Uncle Henry's Tavern in that same plaza, and they have like seventy taps or something. Crazy, amazing beers. So, just, damn. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's so little, it's got it all. <clears throat>
3: got a hat trick right there to pull off. I wrote about this. If you guys want to Google it, it's called. Uh, <clears throat> if you just Google my name, Javier Cabral, and KCET,
0: and Southeast LA, and okay. I, it was like a
3: little, like a little food, like a little day trip that you can just do, like do all these things and more. So.
0: And more, and maybe I guess if you hit the tavern, take an Uber to Danny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. When you buy your your masa, what do you do with it?
3: I do everything with it. I make. I mean, I bathe in it. <laughs> I like rub my skin with I it. I do yeah. a facial scrub. No, I just make tortillas and I make tacos. I mean, that's like my go-to. Like, do you when, make you tamales? Know, like Tamales, they do have uh, masa para tamales, but I'm I'm you know I don't have time for that shit anymore. I just <laughs> I need instant like gratification tacos, quesadillas. So I don't I don't. That's all I do. But okay. the, but this masa is so good that you can just eat it with like. A piece of cheese, you're leaving. Like, it's, I'm telling you, man, it's crazy. Really, it, it, it'll change your life. Yeah, it's all. Uh. Also, the other thing is that they're, they're, they're the only tortilleria that has um white corn in it, yeah, it's made 100% from white corn. Mm-hmm. Every other tortilleria that makes masa from nixtamal is yellow corn. Okay, and it just has a really deep, like chewy, kind of corny flavor. This white one is just more like buttery, starchy. I don't, I don't just you have to have it. Okay,
0: what? yeah, I know what you mean. So. It's, a, it's a more of a neutral, yeah. What are you doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm learning so much already. What What is your favorite tamal? Favorite kind of tamal? Uh, you know what? I recently had I recently ha- had my
3: first uchepo, which is original tamal from Michoacan, made only with blended up like fresh corn, fresh white corn. So there's no masa involved. It's just um. Hmm. Some, some, some people add like a little bit of masa because it's, you know, it's, it's obviously more, much more expensive to do like you know, 100% sweet corn tamal. Yeah. Right. So when, when you steam it, it's just, it's, it's super sweet, but there's no sugar added. You know, it's just sweet, sweet white corn. And the texture, it's kind of like, uh, when done correctly, it's like, kind of like a polenta, but like a sweet polenta. And then you eat it with a, with a dollop of Mexican crema, mm-hmm. uh, salty cotija cheese and salta verde. And it's mm-hmm. just like sweet and salty. So it's like it's a, like a thing. That. It's not like a solid chunk like a normal tamal. It's not dry. It's moist. But okay. it's, it's 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 a tamal. It's just in Michoacan, uh, they have that style and it's called uchepo. It's spelled U C H E P O. Um, and there aren't that many places to find it in LA. That's the, that's the biggest issue. Um, there's one place that's, a, that has it in Highland Park by my house called Feli Mex Market,
1: mm-hmm. but only
3: on Saturdays and Sundays. But yeah, 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 you have to get there by like 11 a.m. or else they're gone. It's then it's what an old lady that makes them and drops them off in the store and just like, puts oh, them wow. in there. And yeah. they're always yeah. eaten by themselves. They're never with meat. No, no, no meat. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, and I usually like like, you know, meat and like tamales, but this one is like, it sounds like we could talk corn, but like when no you have necessita. it with, when you have it with the sour cream and with, with the cotija and with the salsa verde, it's just like you know what? I think now that I think of it, it's, it's almost like eating like the Mex, like the Mexican street corn on the on the cob. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. so but instead of mayonnaise, you add like crema, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're both kind of serve the same purpose: creamy, rich. So. Sure. Is it blended smooth, or are there like pieces of corn in it? There's pieces of this chunky, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like smooth and chunky. That's and awesome. then the other and like another tamal that I, that I, I, I also um, I'm going to recommend is. Um, uh, Yucatan style. It's called a, a tamal colado, which is uh, that one's more traditional tamal. It's a banana leaf wrap one, and it uh, the masa I used to make it is strained through a sieve, mm-hmm. so all the solids get left behind, and you just get left with like fluffy, like pillow like like tamal, and then it has like a like pork. a souffle almost. Yeah, exactly like a fucking souffle, and it, and it's like uh, with pork or chicken, and then you top it with like some 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 like some uh, some salsa of like habanero. Um, and you drink it with an agua fresca and it's like amazing. And for that, I would recommend going to, um, I think uh, for that, I would recommend going to the only place I make some in LA um, and, and has it on the menu every day. It's uh, also in Highland Park. It's called El Faisani El Venado. It's on Avenue 50 by mm-hmm. the train tracks uh, in between York and Fig. Oh, okay. It's a small hole in the wall, and uh, I live in Highland Park, so I, you know, I, my I, friend lives right there. Yeah, and dude, it's it's a hole in the wall. you never, you can drive by like a dozen times, and you're never gonna find it. But they also have the best uh, the cochinita pibil, dude, super tender, Ooh. super fucking tender. It's like, it's crazy. Like I, I'm gonna admit that, like you know, I I kind of like love, <laughs> you know, I love pork belly, and like I, I kind of when I when I. Uh, when I eat pork, I usually always try to eat pork belly, and like you know, like and I, I, like pork, I kind of I forgot about pork chops. I forgot about any other cut. This it's this, easy to do that. Yeah, and, and this cochinita pibil is like so good that it's like you, you want to like it's, it's amazing. It just melts in your mouth. So damn, son. The man sitting next to me does not look like he eats a lot of pork belly. <laughs> yeah, so really, you can get away with it. I'm six 6'2 uh, six and I weigh one thirty four. Yeah,
0: living the dream. God damn. Yeah. It's do you crazy. do you feel like when you get older you're gonna turn fat? That's what
3: everyone's been saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 26 now. I know that happens
0: to uh, w- women more, <laughs> right? Like when you see like a fine Mexican girl, you're like, all right, when when she's you know when she hits 40 has a couple kids, it's all gonna go down. No comment. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to sleep on the couch tonight, dog. I'm back in. I'm <laughs> stepping my way she's out, out this doorway. <laughs> <laughs> um... How yeah? How how do you? Uh, is it all just metabolism? I mean, I, I feel I feel like you just eat whatever you want. First and foremost,
3: metabolism. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, there's those people that eat salad every day and they're still like yeah. fat as hell. So,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, secondly, is like you know, I've definitely I've definitely created my own like weird food, like my my weird eating habits. You know, just because you have to.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, because you, when you're around food twenty four seven, you like think food twenty four seven you know, you write for 24 seven, like, you know, for me, I'm, I, it's like, it's literally an, an obsession, you know, luckily I found writing to be able to like, you know, like make a fucking living out of it. Yeah. But, um, uh, my diet is I, it's kind of weird. Are you, do you guys want to hear about it or? Not Absolutely. 100%.
2: Yeah?
3: 100%. Okay. Well, what I do is I, it's really fucking hard. It's really weird. I I try to only eat like, uh, one type of carb a day. So like, if I eat like bread, during the morning i'll try not to have pizza or burgers for lunch kind of okay. like diversify your carbs like not just eat like <laughs> uh like wheat like like pizza toast and burgers all day like right you know, ha- don't if have a sandwich for lunch yeah like like have sushi or have thai food or have like mix it up like rice and then like for dinner have corn it's really hard to do but like mm. you know like if you do that i feel like you have i just have control over my you know my cuz i'm not against carbs like you know i right. fucking love carbs but i just people seem to cut carbs like right away and when they want to lose weight. And I don't feel like you have to do that. You can just diversify and not just have so much of like wheat or so much of corn or so much of rice, so much of potato, whatever, you know, just
0: so di- diversify the carbs and maybe make sure the source of carb that you're eating is coming from a whole source exactly, and not, yeah. uh, not like a, which by the a, way, a corn- packaged manufactured, which by the food. way,
3: shout out to tortillas for to corn tortillas because they are a whole grain product. So,
0: yeah, and whole you know everyone says eating whole grains is yeah. is the way to go, and you know your your body you know when it 's digesting it probably does not know the difference between corn or quinoa or whatever faro yeah. is yeah, yeah. is hot right now yeah. a whole grain is a whole grain when it 's yeah. inside of you, yeah,
3: and also just i mean diversify my carbs is like but like just diversify everything man like honestly like i can't I get really bored of foods, so like if I have like you know like pizza like uh, like I don't know, like one day I'm I'm not gonna have pizza for like another like another week at least or mm-hmm. more. You know, I, I just I just try to like there's so much good food out there to eat and like life is too short to eat the same goddamn foods every time. yeah. Like, you're making a lot good. of
0: people who don't live in a major metropolitan <laughs> area jealous. Yeah, sorry. Because about that, that luckily for us in LA, I, I mean I eat the same exact way and I, I often take for granted the luxury that we have that every single day we can have a completely different insane meal every you know for every meal of our day
2: yeah you could go a month without repeating if you really wanted to yeah but you
0: but it's also kind of a lot of work that a lot of people who aren't obsessed with food are not going to put in (laughs) that work they're just gonna be like yeah i'll just eat the same shit every day i don't care yeah
2: yeah it's hard i mean you definitely have the benefit too of having food be such a huge part of your work and your life and your passion and it's a lot easier to take for granted or not notice the the work you're putting in because it just seems intuitive like of course this is what i would do <laughs> yeah. i would make this much effort to do this with food and eating in different places and varying places um but i mean for the person that's like doing the ten twelve hour a day with a kid it's kind of like yeah, I mean, what yeah. is a, kid, what's not rotten in the fridge that i can just put <laughs> in my mouth yeah. right now too uh... that's not me so i'm lucky in the same way but yeah. it's like it's it's nice that you get to
0: you know, yeah, we should all enjoy effort. it while we can, yeah, fellas. For, for sure. Yeah. Right. Cheers. Salud. <laughs> what um what non Mexican foods are you are you into? Oh
3: dude. People associate me with Mexican food, I guess just because my parents are from Mexico. I was born here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, I love Mexican food, but like I just love all food, you know, yeah. like in general. So your knowledge of
2: <clears throat> established knowledge of Mexican mm-hmm. food so far on this podcast is
3: blowing my brain. Yeah.
1: So, um yeah, keep Thanks, going. Thanks
3: man. Yeah. Well, you know, I was lucky enough that, you know, I moved to the to the Sangabor Valley in high school, so I really I learned a lot there too. Um about, you know, just regional Chinese food, regional Vietnamese food, regional mm. uh just um everything man, even Korean food in Koreatown, you know. Um so I'm just I'm I just love all food dude, honestly. Like what do, what do you want to know? Like what do you want to like
0: I mean, just a what, what, uh, aside from Mexican food, what is, like, your next strongest uh-huh. food love? What, okay, how about this? we've talked about this before. It sounds like Many people.
2: Um What's your go-to hangover that is not Mexican or South American?
3: Hangover dim sum, dude. Yes! Dude, dim sum See? is the best. Dims, like, Korean dim sum, dim sum. is the best, like, like, hangover. No one thinks about it. Everyone's, like, always, like, oh, like, ramen or menudo or, like, I don't know, marisco. And they're, like...
2: Menudo's great. Dim sum. I love menudo. Like
3: Dude, you know, something, something about like having the tannins in the tea with like greasy food. To, yeah, that, the tea that, that will clear you out. Like, yeah. you can't have dim sum without tea. And like, no, I'm, like, uh, and they keep the tea coming. And I'm gonna share like a pro tip with everyone um, mm. that will like change your your dimsum experience when you when you sit for dimsum. Go with an
0: Asian. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, aside from that,
3: <laughs> when you sit down at a table for dim dimsum. Ask your server or the hostess before they leave to please serve you pu'er cha. Mm
1: -hmm. What is that?
3: Pu'er cha is a fermented black tea. Um, Made from pu'er. Made from no, it's. I mean pu'er is the name, but it's 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 a type of it's uh, it's actually a type of green tea that is fermented, and so it's like right. But they're fermenting the the pu'er leaves. Oh, is that what it is? Pudding? Yeah, pu'er oh, okay. is, is a type of green tea. Okay, and it's it's from rented oh. and it's moldy, and it's like it's, it literally looks like a like a cake, like it just like it looks like rotten and white all
0: over. But would it just, you, would you just call spr- it tea l'acocha? Uh,
3: nah. Would, that a, would, sorry, that was a bad. That was a very bad joke. It, I would call it like tea bucha. Or something. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, it's a better joke. And uh. <laughs> and, uh and yeah, I mean that just dim sum with 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 uh, with with purity it's just you're gonna be like fucking miserable, like hitting your life, migraine, and then do that and then get a massage afterwards at mm-hmm. at um at like because I I go eat dim sum in the Sangaro Valley. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I just like, as you should, you know, so yeah, you can. I, I don't like Chinatown much because it's just I don't like dealing with parking and people. And an SGV, you can ex- you can escape all that and just kind of. Mm-hmm. So dim sum is one thing; is one of those things that I just love. But Korean food, dude, I really I re- love like mm. sundabu. like sundabu with like a a piece of kalbi, super bomb, and like rice, and like you know just with a bunch of kimchi and like you know like I feel like that that's the kind of food that I crave after after like a long stressful day at work. I just want to like take like you know solace and like fucking soup and just like.
2: Or Sam tang yeah. with the the chicken soup with like banchan too. If you're looking, yeah, something I I I
3: go to Beverly soon Tofu, which I'm sure you guys have been. Oh already. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I go there like at least once a. I mean, as much as I can. If not, I go to Chego just because Chego like under ten bucks and it's like yeah. amazing. Yep. I I live like pretty close. on the way for me. Um, what else do I eat? What about
0: Mexican hangover food?
3: Mexican hangover food, my goes dude. Just ceviche, lemony ass, like I'm mean, limey ass ceviches. You know, sour, mm-hmm. sour, like thickly cut sashimi, like shrimp or just like on um, tostadas, mm-hmm. but you should also get some some good tostadas and just... Uh, I like to have a aguachiles, you know, so you blend, you blend uh, a serrano with lime and cilantro until it's like milky and green, and then you put that in your, your seafood. You can do scallops, um, mm-hmm. you can do shrimp, and then just kind of until it changes color, and then put some chopped onions, some chopped, onion, chopped cucumbers, salt, like a lot of salt, and then um, on, a, on, on top of a tostado with like avocado, and like, if you're into like hair of the dog, a beer, if mm-hmm. not the like Maximova Fresca, you know, so. What's, that, your, what's your favorite ceviche? Uh, my favorite ceviche right now, I'm going to sound biased as fuck because I'm going to say it, it's also in Highland Park. It's this, it's this woman, um, really interesting story. Um, she, the, 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 the name of the food truck is called Mariscos El Faro. Again, Mariscos it's, El Faro? Mariscos El Faro, which means like the lighthouse. In Spanish, okay. You can look. You can look this up on Google, uh, uh, and just look up uh, Mariscos El Faro or, or Javier Cabral uh, El Faro, and it'll come up. Because I did a, I did a report for this for Jonathan Gold, uh, uh, a scouting report we called it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see the photos and like the food there. But what she makes, it's a really interesting thing. She gets like sweetwater bass, um, which you know I'm sure she has her ways of, of sourcing this. Sweetwater sweet, bass. Sweetwater, sweetwater wide mouth bass.
0: So, like a uh, freshwater fish. Yeah, freshwater fish. And a lot of people are not usually eating wide yeah. mouth
3: bass. And it's like, and she, well, hold on. She, what she does is she, 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 you know, she fillets it, super thick cuts, and then she cures it in salt for 48 hours. So, it, okay. comes out, it comes out like lox. And then you rinse it out and you slice it super thick. And then you put it on a tostada with, like, uh, chiltepin pepper, which is like a... Like a uh, it's a it's a pepper native to like uh, to Sinaloa.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It looks like they look like peppercorns, and the, it's a really dry, intense heat, almost like peppercorns. And uh, a sauce with cucumber, onion, um, and Ooh. it's like five bucks, or I think five fifty now or six bucks. But it's like and it's like super well portioned. And it's a
0: thick, thicker cut.
3: Yeah, it's not I, you asked for ceviche, but this is what, it's not technically a ceviche, but it's like it's just so special. So it's like
0: a salt cod kind of feel to but it. But it's
3: like it feels like sashimi. Like, the cuts of fish are like. Rectangular and big okay, so you' you're just you know, you're chewing into it and, and it's, it's like, soft when it's reconstituted it's not no, it's, it's, it's it, not that soft it's only, it's not it is, it doesn't dry out that much because it's only been in soft for like what, couple re- a couple days a couple days so it's still it's still like a little a little chewy, and like what they do that because in Sinaloa they love eating uh, cayo Cayo scallop mm-hmm. but like you know scallop is not always easy to come by so they they develop or this, cheap or cheap yeah and they develop this way of like Making fish feel and like, like scallop because he, it plumps up so much. Oh. It just plumps up. It just, if you if I didn't tell you like if I brought you a tostada and if you're eating it and if I didn't tell you that it was fish, you would probably like think that you would probably your well, one of your guesses would, would be scallop.
2: Is the is I'm the fish much. flavor itself mild or is oh it like definitely an yeah, the, the
3: salt the salt kills it. I mean the salt it's like yeah. it's almost like eating like unsmoked lox. You know, right. it's just like you're, wow. just eating, you're you're just eating like white fleshed fish um, that's been cured. And it's just, the flavor is just primarily salt, but just the texture of the fish is so buttery because it's, it's not dry and it's not, it's not fresh. It's like a weird in between.
0: Yep. It may, yeah. It makes it a little bit of that rubbery, chewy exactly. scallop kind of feel. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. So, try it, so, so try coming out. out of necessity of trying to duplicate the the mouthfeel yeah. of a scallop.
3: Yeah. And Damn. they also have these uh, empanadas, the shrimp empanadas that are made from masa um, and a, uh, the, they, put, they put ground shrimp in the masa and they deep fry it, and inside it has chopped shrimp and cheese and then you just like you eat them with like salsa and avocado and it's just like same it's truck like a, it's like a croissant yeah same truck is,
0: is, the, is the shrimp cooked or uncooked yeah that one's
3: cooked right? I don't okay. know if I've ever had deep fried masa something
2: made out of masa and then deep fried oh man it's, sounds it sounds phenomenal if it's
0: done properly like, if, if, like, it's
3: like it's like a croissant and it's just so flaky yeah
2: it's delicate I mean it's delicate yeah. to fry I'm sure you yeah. can't just like throw them in there yeah, and yeah. let them go it's like they're kind of <laughs> Being delicately dropped into the fryer, yeah, it kind of sounds watched. like
0: the um, the fried shrimp taco from from Mariscos Jalisco. Yeah, this is kind of like the original
3: shrimp mm. taco. Like it was that I don't know if you know, but that that product that that was actually like born here in LA. The mm-hmm. a taco, a taco, de camarón dorado. Um, you yeah, if you go if you go to like where where Raúl is from in San Juan de los Lagos, like it's landlocked. It's like Close to, like, tequila, like, to, like, where they make tequila. It's not, there's not much, like, okay. emotion around there. So he created that here. Mm-hmm. This empanada, on the other hand, was created in Sinaloa. And it's, it's basically like that because you eat it with, like, a salsa. on, you know, I mean, it's not, like, drowned in a salsa with, like, chopped cabbage and, like, avocado. But
1: mm-hmm.
3: there's places in your life for revealed because I fucking love a taco dorado from my school. I was actually craving it this morning, but I, I didn't get to it. But. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: Well, la- lastly, now that you've been at, at Munchies for a while now, what what do you have planned for the future of, of Munchies involving yourself? Complete domination. <laughs> um, yes. You trying to take down Eater?
3: <laughs> you're trying to take down the food network? Bullet, bullet. Everything, man. We just, you know, it's just my whole thing is, you know, I was born and raised in, in East LA and I just want to represent LA and i you know, and, and show like Everything that's happening in LA right now, food-wise, you know, Um, and I'm really fortunate that I can do that with Munchies because you know I can write basically whatever. I mean, I've done some really cool stories already that I'm just so proud of. Every single story that I publish, I'm so proud of it. You know, I always like just I catch myself rereading it, just like I'm so proud of that. That that is not not ones that I put like that I write, but just you know my contributors, or you know or ones that I write. But Mm -hmm. so yeah, I just plan on like you know representing the West Coast in the best possible manner, and that includes like Hawaii. Portland, Washington, Seattle, mm-hmm. San Diego, Baja California, too. I have, mm-hmm. to have some stories. I, I just did a really cool story on like why Mexican wine tastes like raw meat. Whoa. Mm. Have you guys ever had Mexican wine? I don't think so. Or not one that tastes yeah, like raw meat. Yeah, I mean, I would, not, I would think not so. not remembering
2: it tasting
0: like yeah, raw meat.
3: There's some savory, salty, like me smelling like wine. So I interviewed uh, the sommelier from Bracero, which is uh, Javier Placencia's latest restaurant in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Which Javier Placencia is like Mr. Tijuana. He's like Mr. Bahamed. He's like on the forefront. Mm-hmm. Changed Tijuana with his food. And I interviewed a sommelier who used to work at Bouchon, and he like broke it all down for me in a story. And I was, that story was called why does Mexican wine smell smell like raw meat? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like uh, like raw red yeah. meat?
3: Yeah, like raw chicken breast, dude. Wow, the yeah. the terroir
0: down there. Yeah,
3: terroir, and also just it's so close to the ocean, and also they're using reclaimed uh ocean water to irrigate. So,
0: oh, interesante.
3: Yeah, it's all it's all sounds facts. You guys have to. Say, that okay. is a wild flavor profile I'll definitely for read a wine. And I feel like I have not
2: tried that before.
3: I don't know where they saw. I think uh the. Only place that I know to like that has Baja wine every day is Cacao in Eagle Rock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys have been there?
2: Oh yeah, hundred um,
3: percent. Yeah, and if you look at the me- the the menu, every day they have Mexican wine. So mm-hmm. I'm sure you get some good ones. So I, I don't know if they'll be that like savory and that like animally, but like you can definitely. I'm sure after you after I tell you this, you're gonna like, you're gonna take a swig and you're like, oh yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <This kinda smell laughs> like it, t- it tastes like salmonella. <laughs> yeah, like a
3: like a mezcal de pechuga, you know. That's it's, that's me with with a uh, chicken breast. So
0: oh, have you guys had that before?
3: No. So like one of the more premium mezcal <clears throat> versions is a pechuga mezcal, <coughs> and that's li- literally mezcal that has been not filtered, but just kind of it's dripped on like uh, on a on a raw chicken breast.
0: What the fuck?
3: Yeah, and it's like the most premium mezcal you can get. It's like super expensive. It's like for, it'll be forty bucks a shot at Las Perlas you know. And then if you go deeper into Oaxaca, there's like other, there's like uh, raw venison mezcal and there's like,
1: yeah.
0: I guess it begs the question why in the world would you, A, ever think to do that and B, what, how does that make it better? How does it make it masching going? I don't
3: know. I, I think it's definitely like an acquired taste. I, 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 I mean, I, I think it makes it a little softer. I don't know how. You know, because, you know, you know, I forgot what the term is, but, you know, in wine, when they use egg whites to clear, like, the, the must from the grape,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, you know, so it's not, it's not, it's not that crazy when you think about it, because, you know, okay. there are American winemakers that are doing that. Yeah. There are some people who use um, fish liver to, to, to clarify beer. We also have a story on the munchies. Oh, shit. So, yeah, and it's, it's, just, it's just ways of filtering your, your beverage. That's why you see, all of a sudden, you're seeing some beers, say, like, vegan on them. I'm sure you guys have seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. If you think about it, like, what... Why would this beer not be vegan? That's because mm-hmm. some beer, some, I think I think it's the the biggest offenders are like you know macro obviously, um, but so yeah to to create a less cloudy beer they just use like uh, fish liver I think yeah you can read you can read our stories amazing cheese, yeah. wow so the the mezcal I mean I don't know I'm not I don't know if I can say that I'm a fan because I've had some I I've had one with like raw venison like gosh, it's fucking so annoying. and also like <laughs> serve warm yeah, yeah. So it was like oh it was like it was like a little soup or something you know like a little that you That's a lot up. to take wow. in. Yeah. So Let's I would see. try that. I
2: would yeah, I would I'm sure love it, to try that. I would sounds like the one. It's one of those Baloo. things where you're describing something that sounds really interesting. But maybe not maybe not <laughs> the daily driver maybe not something I'm that sure, you want every time. But I'm it,
3: sure next you guys have the opportunity right now to like you, I mean if you guys want, like you can go to like um uh, what's that place in uh like Mescal Bar, like in Highland Park, that uh, I La Cuevita. Mm-hmm. La Cuevita, you know, they have pechuga mezcal and it's like not that expensive. It's, yeah. worth, it's worth trying once, but if I were you guys, I would just probably so just it. So, pechuga, buy a mezcal,
0: is pechuga mezcal is what it's
3: called? Pechuga mezcal is what it's called. That just means like breast, breast mezcal. Does La cool. Guelageta well, have one? Yeah, I also Guelageta like, has okay, one good. too. Yeah, I mean, their she, there you go. There are mezcal there as Yeah, dude. She, I think Guelageta is like the best mezcal like, selection in LA. I love, I love going there as much as I can just because, you know, it's, it's not, you know, you, you're, it's, you're you're there just for the mezcal and you're not there to be seen, mm-hmm. which yeah. is kind of hard to do here in L.A. Because you yep, know, for sure. Because tequila and mezcal are so cool, right?
0: Mm-hmm. But there, it's
3: like they don't give a fuck about that. It's there, it's just like,
0: no, we have. You just sit in the corner of a me- restaurant yeah, exactly. and quietly drink yeah. the best mezcal instead of hit the bar scene and yeah. Mix and on Fridays and they have two for one mezcal shots.
3: No way. Which today's Friday, so Hi.
2: what are you doing tonight?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe drinking mezcal um lastly to go back to you saying you would collect restaurant menus of places that you wanted to try now that you work at munchies and you're a known name in the food world what are there any restaurants like that for you now on a even higher level that you're hoping to one day try uh you know what
3: i'm happy dude i'm happy with where i'm at right now and as far as like restaurants that I want to try, I mean, not any that I can talk, I can think of off like the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, you know, it, it would be cool to go experience NOMA. It would be cool mm-hmm. before they turn into a vegetarian restaurant. Um, it would be cool to, I, know, I, I really would have loved to go uh, eat at the food at WD-50. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But why are you frame? Um, cause we could Because we just did a podcast for Munchies. Sorry. Uh, uh, I don't mean to plug.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Plug away, please.
3: But uh, and like you know, he talked about how you know his his approach to food that was really cool. Um, Yeah,
0: I wish I could have eaten a WD fifty. Yeah, and the way
3: the way like that it closed down was so like, you know, a real bummer. Yeah, a real bummer. So and it's I think it's like still there. I don't think they've like like built something over it yet. Oh
0: yeah, he was mentioning it's still just kind of like a fucked up rubble of of foundation stuff. It's not still not even built yet. Yeah, they had like it got bought out by a development yeah, company right. to put apartments I mean, up or something. Yeah.
3: Sure, I would love to go to Toulonia. It was it, fine dining was my like where I first kind of like like got my um, like my older brother started. To t- my older brother who lives in Venice and he's an art director. He and he also like a big graffiti like icon person for the West Coast. Oh, he really? he took me out to like go eat, like at expensive restaurants first, like in like in the West Side. Mhm. like around the same time that I was doing like street food with by Jonathan Gold I mean like not street food but like you know, SGV food so I kind of had like the best of both worlds and so fine dining but fine dining was the first time the first time that it made me realize like oh wow food's fucking awesome like a, a squash
0: blossom stuffed with shrimp mousse fuck yeah call me in so when he hit the age where he could start affording yeah. these, these ball and ass meals
3: yeah but now I mean I'm, I'm down for whatever you I get mean, a lot of free food you know what believe it or not I kind of like that shit it's like you have like your honeymoon period with it you know you're, you just you just get over it you know like at first i did um and like you know i still get tons of invites but i i don't you know at the end of the day i, I work all day and like the last thing i want to do sometimes is just like go schmooze and like yeah are you eat the kind of guy food?
0: who wants to go eat every free restaurant invite that you get oh
3: man no dude I, I, those people <laughs> putting a bad name i mean honestly it's just it just sucks cuz you know i there's kind of something is something's missing between like pr and like restaurant pr and like publications you know and mm-hmm. like I, I feel like free food isn't always the answer for you know mm-hmm. i and i and i have a personal connection to this because again because i was i started food blogging so young when i was like you know i was one of the first i was one of the first la food blogs and yeah. i was one of the first to get to start and get to get invited to go eat free meals and, like, you know, I was, like, just a kid from East LA, like, just a pumpkin at first. And I was, I was, like, oh, fuck yeah, free food. It was awesome. Of course. Yes. And also, I, I kind of, I, I wasn't even 21 yet. I was, like, 19 <clears throat> or and 18 and, like, 20. And, like, I would just walk in with everyone else, walking like I owned the place, and they would fucking serve me alcohol everywhere. Oh. So, I would, I would, and I would take the bus, because I, cause it, because I would, because I would just have on my, on my, on my little scooter, and I, and I knew I was going to drink. So, I would just take the bus, get fucking tanked mm-hmm. off, like, free booze and free food, Eat like a king? Yeah, like, you know, fucking like So, how do I get into that? How do I, how do I, <laughs> do hold on, that? hold on. And then what happened was that, what happened was that, you know, someone, someone did like a call like a story, like a profile on me, Ellie Weekly did, and they totally used me as like the poster child for like, oh, free food. So, I was kind of like, oh. Yeah yeah dude so uh, you got known as the mooch yeah exactly but i didn't know i you know i didn't think about it with like with those kind of capitalist kind of intentions uh, for me it was just free food and free drink like i couldn't you know like i was i was fucking like my dad filed bankruptcy we lived like we were kind of homeless for a while like we for me i was like fuck yeah like free food yeah
0: even you know whether or not you are very poor or you're just any 19 year old kid like Having a nice restaurant say, "Here, come drink for free and eat an insane meal for free, yeah, even me to this you know even me i I'll get invited to a few things here and there, and I still feel like a fool for not eating all the free food, yeah, yeah. Well, just think, from growing up, but it also it's like that.
2: it's when since you do it professionally and since that's what was getting your name out there, and then the profile does that, you know that's. You, you, your dynamic changes when you're being viewed by the things you're doing in the industry that you're in. So like for music, you turn down invitations to shows or certain things or stuff. You, you turn down things that people that are into music would be like, absolutely, I'd love mm. to go to that. Because like, ah, you know, I need to navigate this. I need to figure out how this works. I need to kind of manage my image, my brand, to a small extent, in a way. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's crazily curated. But you know, like if you're not in food and no one's going to know who you are there, and somebody offers you 10 meals, you're going to say yes to 10 of them if you can go. Because it doesn't sure. reflect on your personality or your mm-hmm. professional life. And it's, it's a shame that sometimes that changes, you know, when mm-hmm. you're getting those opportunities. Yeah,
0: yeah. After, if, after, you've, after you can get into every show for free, it, or get every meal for free, it, it almost isn't fun anymore. Yeah, I guess. Or you're not really enjoying it sure. as much as if you make a reservation, save up your money and go there and really enjoy it. Especially
3: for like food or music, you know, because those are things that like everyone does for leisure. Yeah, everyone. So it's like, what happens when you make that into a career? It's just like, you just kind of have to like, you know, kind of create boundaries and also just kind of, uh, you know, find other things to do, which is like, what else can you do that's like good, clean, fun? That's not like, well, it right. seems
2: like you haven't lost your passion for food, but you've also kind of really embraced and found a passion for writing and storytelling. And that, luckily, those aren't mutually exclusive. And it seems like what you're doing, with Munchies, is not only turning people on to amazing food, but also telling them amazing stories, which has got to be, you know, obviously a, the the next level of what you wanted to do. Feels good, man. Yeah, it must be great.
3: Yeah, seriously, man. It is. It's just it's just a lot harder to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you Definitely. know, because like we don't we don't we don't you know we don't have like top forty eight coffee shops. Or we don't have right. like, like yes. you know like top five tacos or top we right. don't do any listicles, you know we just believe in you know long form, medium form, genuine, good writing, um, and just good stories. I mean, what else can I say? But doing just to the find Lord's people, work, baby, to find people is just kind of like the issue. But it's like you know right. that's why I get up every morning. So
0: if you write it, they will read. Yeah, and I'm sure, especially Vice. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and they will comment and talk shit too. So. Well, then it wouldn't be Vice if the yeah. comment section wasn't full of all of that. En fuego. <laughs> well, uh, thanks so much for doing this, my friend. It was a pleasure. Um, people can Google your name and, and check out all your stories on Vice and follow you on Twitter and Instagram. It's The Glutster.
3: Yes, a term that I created when I was 16. <laughs> Stick just, with it. It's perfect. It stuck with me like Steve Urkel. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I took the root word of gluttony and
0: hipster Mm -hmm. perfect let it ride baby well thank you for doing this my friend Uh, the stewpodcast.com has all the episodes if you like this subscribe on iTunes tell a friend who might enjoy you can listen to the vice munchies podcast if you want if you would want to do something weird like that but you should definitely listen to this instead or if vice is listening Stewie RIP we miss you tonight yeah, shout out to Stewie, my brother. He's not here. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you. Man. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry. <sighs> Ooh, a book club. <sighs> Computer solitaire.
1: Huh?
3: Ah, <sighs> oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
0: Chumba.
1: ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases.
0: Full work with the bylaw. 18 plus terms
1: and conditions apply. See website for details.